Welcome to the Abbott Circle podcast. I'm Father Ambrose Christ, and I'm the novice master here at St. Michael's Abbey. We hope that you enjoy the following recording. To learn more about the Norbertines, visit theabbotcircle.com. God bless you. I will no longer speak much with you, Jesus says in today's gospel. Why was it that Jesus would no longer speak much with his disciples? Well, he himself tells us, for the ruler of the world is coming. Does that imply that the ruler of the world has the power to silence Jesus, to prevent him from speaking? To the contrary, Jesus continues, he has no power over me, none. But the world must know that I love the Father and that I do just as the Father has commanded me. Jesus will begin to speak in a new way during his passion, and his actions will speak so loudly that they will deafen the hosts of hell. Jesus has simply chosen another means of communication, which is powerful enough to let the whole world know that he loves the Father. Words are good, they are beautiful, but if left by themselves, they're sterile. You can be the most eloquent preacher, you can be the most convincing apologist, you can say whatever you want, but words by themselves are sterile. St. Paul knew this well, And the events of the Acts of the Apostles, which we've been reading over the last few days, reveal it. St. Paul, you see, was in Antioch and Iconium, and the Jews there rose up and drove him out. So St. Paul shakes the dust from his feet, goes on to some other surrounding villages, and there he begins to preach. And he says many words to the people there, and even performs a miracle crippled man. He just heals him right there. You would think that would be sufficient to make some really good converts, but no. What happens? Those Jews from Iconium and Antioch, they pursue Paul. It's not enough that they've driven him out of their territory. They have to follow him and make sure he doesn't preach anywhere. And what do they do? They convince the crowds to turn on Paul and Barnabas. Apparently, his new disciples were not very strong in their faith. So, what happens? They stone him. And there he is. They drag him out of the city. They think he's dead. And the disciples come and gather around him. And Paul gets up, concussion and all, goes right back into the city. And it says that from there... He went to another town, Derby, and he made a considerable number of disciples. After his passion, after his imitation of Christ with his deeds, that's when Paul was able to bear much fruit. There he found good soil for the good seed of the word, and thus his fruit remained. For you see, the farmer also has a role in preparing the soil. And he does this not by his words, but by his deeds.
the man who lives as Christ has taught, who follows his commandments. This is a man who plants good seed in good soil. St. Paul had that peace which the world cannot give. After he left from Derby, if you were paying attention carefully to today's reading, he went back through Iconium and Antioch, the very places where the people had been trying to kill him. He seemed not to care. He just had that great peace. He was not afraid of anything. And he went on to teach the disciples there, it is necessary for us to undergo many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. He did not say it's necessary for us to preach eloquently to enter the kingdom of God. He says it is necessary for us to undergo many hardships in order to enter the kingdom of God. Jesus, before his passion, had spoken many words, many beautiful, eloquent, the most eloquent words ever heard. He performed many miracles. And yet, by the time Good Friday rolled around, his disciples had dwindled to a small number, and the crowds had turned against him. The rule of the world had come. He stood silent before Pontius Pilate, but when he was lifted up upon the cross, he drew all men to himself. Our seminarians have been finishing up their theology studies, and certainly there they learned that Jesus is the Word eternally proceeding from the Father. But I have found that many seminarians forget the fact that he is also the Word which breathes forth the love of the Holy Spirit. The person of Christ is defined not by one relation, but by two. St. Thomas says, Jesus is not just any word. He is a word which breathes forth love. And it was by his love, by his being lifted up upon the cross, by his his actions more than his words, that he taught the world that he loved the Father. We are in that beautiful season between the passion and the coming of the Holy Spirit. So we once again share in that first period of the early church. We have meditated upon, we have experienced interiorly the passion of our Lord. We have seen by his deeds the love he has for the Father, the love which he has for each one of us. Now it is time to receive the Holy Spirit. Because whatever words we speak, unless our deeds, inspired by the love of the Holy Spirit, are in conformity with those words, we will not bear fruit that remains and we will not be inheritors of that peace which the world cannot give. And just as the early church gathered together around her who stood at the foot of the cross, she who, as a mother of sorrows, united herself in every deed with her son, so also in this month of May we gather around Mary, 
because only together with Mary can we receive the Holy Spirit and our lives can be true images of the life of her son, Jesus.